0: Ladies and gentlemen Ladies and gentlemen The Tech fee, The Tech Feed With Andy Wells Well, education providers are really under the pump right now and many have scrambled to enable students to learn from home Uh, Now joining me today to talk about what schools, teachers and students should be doing to ensure a safe and enjoyable online learning experience is security awareness advocate Jacqueline Jane Hello hey andy how are you i'm doing all right working from home of course yes i should mention that i do have some personal experience here in in this area i've got uh, two children across middle and senior school currently finding themselves out of the classroom and sitting in front of a laptop uh, at home for lessons it's been quite a journey for many parents and ourselves um but what about schools What, what does it take on their end to run classrooms online across the country
1: Look, it's a, it's a multifaceted approach. Um, I've been really contemplating what has to happen for all of this to occur. We take for granted, I mean, I've got a 14-year-old son. He's in year nine. So the last two weeks of last term were hilarious because for us it was quite easy. Um, he knows what I do. He's very educated with cyber and he, he knows the little nuances to look for. When you think about what had to happen... For schools to be rolling out all this stuff online, you've got infrastructure and support from IT. You can imagine like a timeline here. You've got infrastructure and support on one side. You've got the content that has to be really morphed and flipped. It's not even a modification. It's a whole new way of educating. So changing all of that content to be able to deliver it online you got all that data and information flying around from all of these devices from home back to the schools and universities, all the devices themselves and the access they have, the families who are trying to get their heads around all this new way of doing things, the teachers who they have to deliver it all new and the students who are missing their mates. It is ridiculously multifaceted. You and I... We can continue what we're doing. If we are working in an office, we can just create that at home and 80% of us we're pretty much okay to continue with our jobs. It's totally different for the classroom.
0: It's interesting because online learning isn't something new, but it's not something that junior school kids uh, have had to do or, or are up to a, a certain level. It is completely new, and you're right. It's about um, actually changing the, the content as well. That we, we get in, it's, it's that before we even start talking about the, the technology side of things, right?
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: So then what in particular should schools be doing uh, just the basics to ensure important things like safety and privacy? I mean, those are pretty important things.
1: They are. Look, the risks are considerably higher as well in our current climate. Um, Just back in March, the coronavirus-related phishing attacks went up 667%, to be precise, and every single country around the globe has been hit with at least one phishing attack related to the pandemic. So it's more important than ever to really think about we're not only doing this learning stuff online, our schools need to think about how safe are our kids and parents for that matter, um, how educated are they to know what to do for even school email um, or what links to click on, that everything they type into um, Microsoft Teams or Zoom or Skype is kept forever. So there's a lot of assumptions of knowledge, I think, Um, And to secure our privacy and safety, that increased need for IT to monitor inbound and outbound traffic has increased dramatically. These guys are now having to consider so many things in a very fast way that they've never had to do before. I feel for schools, to be totally honest. It's not easy.
0: Absolutely, because uh, previously they've only had to think about, I guess, uh, anything happening online within the confines of, of school grounds. But as you say, now there's, there's, an, there's another level because all the students are remote.
1: Exactly. And it's not just, it's the unseen. Um, even at school, there's an IT guy who the kids can go to, and I'm thinking about primary and secondary school at the moment. They can say, look, something's not okay, can you fix it? And they're used to the classroom environment. They're not used to this application isn't working or it's new and what are the security settings that I need to do? Their level of sophistication has by, I suppose, being forced to lift. And the IT guys have to find a way to educate. It's not the teacher's job to do that, but it will be left for them to do. So schools, to ensure that privacy and safety, it's not just about the device itself. It's actually about the individual which takes it to a whole other level.
0: Now, I'm thinking at least schools as institutions should be able to resource themselves to eventually sort all that out, even if there's a bit of a learning curve. But what about back over on the parent side? We've got uh, devices used in the home. You know, they become the responsibility of, of parents when it comes to ensuring uh, some of these, uh, well, running the devices and, and safety as well. What's, what's the checklist? What do parents need to know?
1: Oh, look, again, this is an unfair situation for parents who may not have any need in the past to wrap their head around the the cybersecurity threat landscape that there is out there. It's not just about phishing emails. It's about all the other potential dangers that come with being online. So parents, just for themselves, are trying to struggle with this from their own work and then they have the added element of, how do I know How do I know what to tell my child about being cyber safe? Um, and that is a, a gap that does need to be bridged. And look, the good thing is there is a lot of ways and a lot of resources that parents and kids can use because traditionally they haven't... Parents aren't... We're not um, naturally gifted with information to be able to share with our kids online. We just... We don't know it. If you're in the industry, great. If you're not... You're at a... Um, A backwards level, really, when it comes to protecting your kids.
0: Yeah, just taking, actually, speaking of that, just taking a step back, we talk about phishing attacks. Now, a phishing attack is not when you get your copper fine for going fishing when you're not allowed to be. Um, (laughs) Just, so I've just thought of that. Uh, So, what, just exactly what is a phishing attack?
1: What is a phishing attack? Yes, I do love the, um, the analogies and all the things you used. So, it's spelt for those who are playing at home, P H I S. H-I-N-G, so phishing, and it's all about a hack of the bad guys will send an email and within that email will be a link that will take the user through to a malicious site um, that could deploy some pretty nasty software onto someone's computer, shut their computer down and demand money, which is called ransomware, um, so they're using malicious software to request money, which is pretty awful. Um, and also in those phishing emails, they're often sent at a really odd time of the day, um, 2 or 3 a.m. Um, there could be an attachment that people open and it's got some malicious information in it. Uh, that The sad thing is it's quite uh, invisible, phishing attacks. And because of the nature of how they have increased and the COVID Um, content has gone crazy. So an email for example could land in your inbox that said um, looks like it's from the World Health Organization or even the Australian government and they could say um, please click here for a list of all the people in your suburb and insert your suburb name uh, that have coronavirus and have been tested positive. So click here and open up that file to show you exactly where that is. Now we're human And unfortunately, hackers know that, and they use phishing emails to hook you. That's where the term phishing came from. So to hook you in, to do something you normally wouldn't do that results in either giving information you shouldn't, they can take your banking details, download software behind the scenes that you don't even know is happening, or take you to a site that you don't really want to go and be given some information that you don't really need, inappropriate stuff. So phishing is um, a big problem.
0: Okay, so along with maybe some common sense, think before you click, uh, good internet security software is going to go a long way to to protect against phishing attacks?
1: Antivirus is about looking what's coming into your system when you could be clicking on something from a website, um, going to an internet um, browser, doing some searching. That's where it's known bad things. So virus software knows the bad stuff that's out there and is ready to stop it, and it could come into your system. When you think about email, email's different. It's not necessarily about known um, issues that could affect um, potentially affect your device. So when you're in email and you get an email, your virus software is not going to pick it up if it's a .edu.au from a school like a student um, has that particular email address, the schools will have firewalls and, and email filters to get rid of a lot of known spam or known phishing attacks. What we're finding, though, is so many of these hackers are one step ahead of us at all times, so emails are still making it through to inboxes that have that potential to cause an issue. So there's different elements. It's like having... A clean desk. So, you you know, if you're working from home and um, as professionals, if we're doing a Zoom call, we really need to make sure that no one's going to walk past us in their underwear or what's written on our whiteboard behind us hasn't got our passwords on it and we haven't got information of a confidential nature on our desk. The same thing applies. There's all these different elements that um, it's not just cybersecurity, it's, it's all about your information security and how to get people to make good security decisions. That's the key.
0: Wow. What what a minefield. What a minefield. So where can parents turn if they need help navigating this minefield? Uh, You mentioned there's lots of resources out there. Where do we start? Maybe a crash course in internet security sounds like it's, uh, uh, it's a good start.
1: Yes, it is, and No before um, happen to have some excellent free resources at the moment. Um, There's a free home course about cybersecurity. It's good for the whole family, and there's a good section for kids in there as well. Um, I have a checklist that I'll make available to you for even the parents working from home, totally uh, different to the kids and what they're experiencing, but it all ties in together. And a new resource coming out will be a checklist for kids, Um, probably Two versions, one for the younger kid, one for the older in high school because it's a different experience for them. There's a lot of great resources out there. I'll make available all of them to you.
0: Excellent. Jacqueline, thank you so much for your time today.
1: You are welcome. The Tech Feed feed, will now terminate. Visit techdaily.com.au.